everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Dan Beecher. And if you haven't guessed filling in for Frank, I'm Kate Birch. Yes. Well, the, I mean, they may, again. they may not have guessed who you are exactly. Well, they figured I wasn't Frank, probably. Yeah, they, they guessed that I one. think they probably figured that one out. But like new people didn't know. Oh, new people will think I am Frank. No, they won't even know who Frank is. They don't know who Frank is. You're, you're Frank. Who is Frank? Nobody knows. Uh, hey, coming up on today's show, a little later in the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about politics. Sorry, guys. I know you're probably sick of it. We're going to be talking about deals with the devil is yep. what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> That's really true. Uh, and it's important. It, you know, it turns out that it is very important to make deals with the devil. Uh, it depends which devil. Well, it, it, yeah, but you got to make some deals sometimes. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the deal that you and I yeah. and many other uh, Utahns are going to be making with with, uh, with one of the devils, El Diablo. Yeah, Il Diavolo. <laughs> um, that's the Italian. I gotta. Get, I, I'm trying to get yeah, Spanish out of my brain. And, yeah, and replace. I don't it with have Italian. this problem. I don't have any of it in my brain. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what do you want to do? You, you want to lead us to, in? I can get us started. I feel like so today you helped pick some of my the stories, and I think that you chose this story of my people. <laughs> I Dan sees a story about about Jewish people, and he's like, "Kate can do this one." Not that I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm not. You think religiously I Jewish, but I'm culturally not, her- heritage. Her- yeah. Racially, is it ethnically Jewish? Ethnically, yeah. Anyway, whatever it is, you're genetically Jewish. That's actually really true, and my uh, my stomach pains will tell you that, and my anxiety will tell you that. (laughs) You're blaming the Jewish people. It's the truth, (laughs) and they should be blamed. And I'll tell you what, there's some other things that they should be blamed about this week. Uh oh. Well, going back a ways, so uh, apparently a while ago, the New York Times put out this report about how these Hasidic schools in New York City were just horrible, and they horrible in the sense that they weren't actually teaching kids any of the thing like. You yes. know, reading and math. Yeah, and I know. One of the fu- one of the crazy things that that this article I was reading said was that um, in ni- in 2019 they gave them uh, standardized math and reading scores or exams to like a thousand students, and guess what percentage of them failed? High. I I think we reported on this. Oh, did you? I don't a, remember. It's a hundred percent. Oh. Every single one of them failed. Every single one of the students. Yeah. That's uh, of a thousand students. That's a high number. <laughs> yeah, I think they're failing their students. A hundred percent. That's that's higher than <laughs> any of the schools. That's I know. You well, know what? That is a hundred percent success at failure. It is. You know what? That's a really. I'm. I'm. You should tell them they're going to start feeling better about themselves. That's right. But you know, they I mean, can't. It doesn't matter. They can't do the math anyway. They don't know what that means. <laughs> if you say a hundred percent to them, they don't understand. They'll you. be like, "How is this important religiously?" <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem is that they're just like trying to bring up people who only understand religious things and they don't care about you yeah. know anything secular. But now, not only are they failing their kids academically. 
but they're stealing from them. What? Yeah. So there's this huge report about like this extensive fraud that these people have been committing over the past few years where they've literally stolen like $3.2 million worth of money that was supposed to be allocated. Um, like a huge portion of it was for for meals. Oh, shit. So they lied and they said... Um, are we actually have this after school program where kids are staying and we need to be able to feed them dinner and it was like a hunt like a million meals that they they reported like needing oh. funding for and basically all of it was a lie they, they hadn't fed you know what, any of these children you know what they said they said to themselves you know what these kids are too dumb they, they, don't, they don't deserve food. They don't, yeah. They, they, don't, they don't even know how to read or do math. They, who, I'm not going to feed them. They had a sign up and it said this way to food and none of the kids knew how to read so they couldn't find the food. <laughs> <laughs> that really wasn't what happened. But the funny thing is, is they were like, as far as a school goes, they were they were really trying to take care of like their staff members. Like they were like, giving them all this compensation that they shouldn't have had and like they were they were like giving them insurance policies even after the people hadn't even worked for the school anymore i mean it was like probably they were all siblings or something right. i don't know but i will say this i think teachers it's not that i even those teachers it's not that they didn't they shouldn't have had it they probably should have that yeah they, i mean i'm sure we want our teachers taken care of everyone should have insurance well, no, yes, and yet, that's true. And, and yet, these were like life insurance policies, right? And this was it. And this was off the books. Oh yeah, they were like trying to find all the ways to under the table to scam the government from uh, out of money. But uh, they they will end up having to pay back the three point two million that they stole plus five million in penalties. So I I guess there's gonna be a lot of little Jewish kids going around. Like, do they have fundraisers? <laughs> They're going to be selling a lot of chocolate bars, selling, kosher chocolate bars. Selling I don't latkes know. or whatever you do. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, okay. So, you know, people love to think that their religion is 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 so, has such high standards and is so much better than everybody else, but I here's what, they're going to scam you just as much what as What jumps to my mind is all of the things, you know, because we're talking about ultra-Orthodox yes. Jews, or, just, or at least like very Orthodox Jews. Yes. Uh, they may not be the Hasidim. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but I think about all of the rules that they have about their about their Sabbath and about how you can't push a button, right? And, and then they find the workarounds, and then they have they find the loopholes. Yeah. And I actually saw. I remember uh, seeing something on a documentary where a, a, a rabbi was saying, "Well, if God created a rule that has a loophole, he obviously wanted us to use it." <laughs> He wanted to see how clever we were. <laughs> I just got to think that, like, when that's your culture, some people are going to look for ways to cheat the system. Like, well, it's totally true, and it's like, <laughs> well, God lets us cheat. God thinks it's fine if we cheat, so right. clearly the government should be fine with it. I, I don't know what the government I, is better than God. I don't know if they think that they should be fine <laughs> with it, but like when your brain is looking for loopholes and everything, yeah, that's true. Embezzlement doesn't seem like a stretch. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you think I just gave you the Jewish one, but <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually going to, since we're on Jewish schools, yeah. uh, we reported, Frank and I reported a, a couple months ago. I don't know when I don't have a concept of time. <laughs> I know you don't. 
some amount of time ago, we reported on Yeshiva University, uh, which is a, a uh, Orthodox Jew- Jewish university. Uh-huh. Their students, you know, this is a, a university that gets like government money. Uh-huh. And their students had formed an LGBTQ plus uh, club. Nice. Now, when you have clubs on campus you, and you take money from the government, you are not allowed to discriminate about who gets the clubs. Yes. But Yeshiva really wanted <laughs> to discriminate. Uh, so, you know, they, they banned the club and then they the club sued. And, uh, and you know, this is, this is, is you know, it, the Supreme Court got involved a little bit. Now it's kicked back to the, I think, state the, the New something? York State uh-huh. Supreme Court. Um, which decided in favor of the students in twenty this year. Oh, good. Um, but it's still it's still like wrapped the, up. The and... appeals process is still happening. I think they are appealing it to the to the Supreme Court. So it's going to be like religion against. I mean, because the religious schools like to discriminate. That's they love, their kind of their shtick. It's their favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, however, so so what what the school did was just say, okay, fine, we don't have clubs here anymore. That was that was We're their punishing next, all of you. That was their next big move. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, they just announced a new group. Oh, the uh, that Yeshiva says will welcome uh, uh, LGBTQ oh. students. What is the group? Jump off this clip. The Kol Israel <laughs> Arev Arevim Club. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, well, th- what they're claiming. Is that this is they, the the kids will have their group now? Oh well, what changed their mind? I wonder. Nothing. Here's the problem: the uh, the original group that was the the was the YU Pride Alliance mm-hmm. that was suing the school. Yeah, that's not who they reinstated. They didn't reinstate that club. What did they do? They started their own little group because they wanted to control it. They want to control it. Oh, uh, and so uh, the uh, the YU Pride Alliance is now decrying this as a stunt uh-huh uh they're saying that it is it is a sham uh they say this sham is not a club as it was not formed by students is not led by students and does not have members rather it is a feeble attempt by yu to continue denying lgbtq students equal treatment as full members of the yu student community well couldn't they just so if they're saying now we have clubs again and you're allowed to have clubs, then couldn't they, they just didn't start? Say that. But they're calling it a club. They're calling it a group. I oh. don't know. It's not a student club. Oh. As so, it is a group that they're trying that to nobody say, belongs to. They're trying <laughs> to say this. We will welcome all of you LGBTQ students students in our club. I don't know about that. Hmm. Well, then the students should go to the club and then do the things they wanted to do in the other thing. And just make it what they want it to be. Well, there's no clubs. Well, then they should make it in the group. Anyway, I don't get what the difference is. The legal, the legal, um, the 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 legal thing is outstanding. It yeah. is still there. It is still going forward. Okay, well, Both I'll... sides are are still vowing to uh, to continue litigating litigating this this matter in the courts. All right. Uh, but yes, this this fake club, this pretend LGBTQ club, not club. You said group. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying pretend. Well, I just don't get what the difference is. Because it's because it's fake. Because it's run by the school, not by the students. Do they like have 
40-year-old people that are dressing up as kids. <laughs> a rabbi with a long beard walks in and he's and like, And he's like wearing the hip Hello, clothes. Hello, fellow students. Yeah. Yeah. And like the women have pigtails or something. Whatever a, they think kids wear. He's got a skateboard and a backpack on. Uh-huh. And probably like clothes from the 80s. Uh-huh. Well. I feel like this is actually a sitcom. That yeah, I think I think we may, we may we have. We just came up with a really great sitcom. Yeah, all right. All of our Hollywood <laughs> listeners can... Uh, can call us. You're welcome, guys. No, no, the, we're going to be the showrunners for this thing. Okay, I, I'm on board for that. So just somebody hire us. Okay, there you go. Okay, what's your next one? <laughs> okay, my next story is about a poll that Pew Research put on about um, asking people whether they think the United States should be a Christian nation. Because you know we're all talking about Christian nationalism right now. Yeah, it's kind of out of control. It's so hot right now. It's it the is the thing. sexy thing. <laughs> so apparently, forty-five uh, percent of Americans believe that the United States should be a Christian nation, and a, and forty-five percent is not a small number. No, me. they believe that this should be a Christian. What does that even mean? Well, that was the funny thing about this uh, poll is that it was very non-specific, <laughs> and people were just allowed to sort of. I don't think. They people couldn't really even summarize what they thought that meant. <laughs> they were like kind of it could mean literally anything that you wanted it to mean. Here's the thing. Way more than 45% of our country is Christian. Yeah, but So but, I love that the 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 number is below the number of Christians. Well, that's true. And so there were they did have more specific questions that went along with this. So like I'm just going to read you some of the different percentages of this poll okay okay so there one of the questions was do you think the founders of america originally intended that for this to be a christian nation and 60 percent of people said yes mm. which is that's disturbing to me yeah it's very wrong well it's just because we're also not allowed to learn anything of any reality in school so yeah. that's problematic so and then so then there was the question do you think the u.s should be a christian nation and that was when 45 percent said yes and 51 percent said no so in all of these there's an undecided there's like a, sure. i don't know i don't know i don't know what that means and then uh, this one kind of gave me a little bit of hope uh, should the Supreme Court justices bring their own religious views into how they decide their cases? And 83% of people said no, and 15% said yes. 83? That's, that's actually that, impressive. I thought so, because... Especially considering that currently our Supreme Court, that's all they do. Is 100% bringing that. I mean, isn't that only what Roe v. Wade being overturned was? Yeah. Yeah. So that seemed kind of promising to me yeah. um but but one of the funniest things about this so there was a whole bunch of different things that that they were you know asking people um and like i said people weren't very didn't have a very nuanced view of what they thought uh it, it should mean um about whether or not the u.s should should be religious but this this was another thing that gave me hope and i was kind of excited about this so it it um it measured pe people by age, mm. and so and it was a huge factor in determining whether or not people believe this. And this will just kind of give you hope for the future. So, among Americans over sixty five, sixty three percent of people said that we should be a Christian nation. 
you know, that sounds about right. <laughs> Compared to 18 to 29 year olds, 23%. Yay, the youth will <laughs> save us. They will save us. I really think they will. Oh, uh, maybe. But this, but this. I'm not is, counting on anything. I know, right? So this is actually, um, of this poll, I think the funniest thing that it pointed out was actually how stupid people are. Because, so they polled people and they were like, what is your view on Christian nationalism? Mm. And because like we were just saying Christian nationalism is a big thing in the news right now. Well, um, 45% of people didn't even know the term. 45% of Americans, well, the ones interviewed, didn't know what Christian nationalism meant. And if, Unfortunately, that's why it's succeeding so well. Well, I know it's because true. Because people don't understand what what it is that that is happening. They don't they don't see that like fascism is trying to take over their country. Yeah, and they're not they're not afraid of the fact that like this is just it's it's terrorism like anywhere else, you yeah. know, or it can be. It can can move move people towards that. So, I mean, not not surprisingly, people who were not Christian did you just heard... say not surprising? <laughs> I said not surprising. I'm pretty sure I heard Nazi. <laughs> I didn't say not. Okay. Not surprisingly, <laughs> non-Christians were way more likely to have heard of Christian nationalism than Christians were. Yeah. So it was like 55% versus 40% or something like that. And Democrats were way more likely to have heard about it than Republicans. Which is funny because I have heard people like Marjorie Taylor Greene overtly saying i think i don't mind if someone calls me a christian nationalist i am a christian nationalist well yeah she is and she's and she's crazy yeah but again another little ray of hope was that once they heard about what it was and somebody explained to them what christian nationalism was 24 percent thought they felt unfavorably about it whereas only five percent felt favorably about it Wait, but that now you've only gotten to 29% of okay, people. Okay, well, maybe that was the people who knew it. Oh, okay. Of the people who knew what it was, most people... Oh, I don't get how, how statistics work. <laughs> okay. I really, I, all I know is that... Did you go to a, to a, a yeshiva? Did you go to a Jewish <laughs> school in New York? Um, Kind of. I went to art school. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. And they didn't feed me lunch either. Oh, <laughs> they probably outrageous. stole my lunches there. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I I'm going to take us to uh, upstate New York. Okay, the Buffalo area, where the the diocese of Buffalo. Now we're getting into Catholicism here. Okay, uh, there there's been trouble <gasps> in the diocese for a while now. Ever you know, dating back to 2020 when there was a big. Uh, Is this going to be like? Are we talking about like child abuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Frank and I have often said where there's a diocese. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of fill in the blank. You know what a, it is. You have you you have child sexual abuse. So yeah. sorry about uh, the trigger warning on that. Yeah. We're, but here's the thing. Uh, not only so so one of the things that happened was that New York State put a moratorium on or 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 a like a window uh-huh. where. Uh, statute of limitations was gone. Oh, okay. So back in, I think that was 19. Oh, oh so they said, even if it's been 30 years, you're, you can report it? You can still sue your abuser. Oh, I love that. Well, 
it bankrupted the the diocese of uh of Buffalo and others Good. too. Didn't we want it to bankrupt the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing though. It also opened up the diocese of Buffalo to uh to the gays of uh the state uh, of the state who suddenly was like you they did you didn't protect kids yeah. even when you knew there was a priest and that priest had yeah. allegations of abuse against yeah. them you didn't protect people so they went in uh Letitia James the uh the attorney general Oh yeah yeah uh is she the attorney general the district attorney and I get those mixed up anyway Went in and and went after them. Uh huh. And he, so there's been some resolution. There's been a settlement. Oh yay! Of this, uh, basically criminal. I think it's a criminal investigation, and the settlement is very weird. Okay, what is it? No money needs to change hands. They uh-huh. do not owe the state any money. Uh huh. No one's going to jail. Uh huh. But they're they're instigating a program now mm-hmm. where. They where the diocese is under external governmental observation. I love that. Uh, but that should just maybe that should be the case everywhere. Kinda, should, uh, kinda. I'm surprised they're not saying separation of church and state for that. Well, they agreed to this. Okay, they agreed because th- they were like, we don't want to pay money, so <laughs> we'll agree we to this. Yeah. yeah. So literally, uh, any priest who's been Credibly accused of abuse will be assigned a monitor uh-huh. uh, with law enforcement experience. Wait, 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 wait. A, a priest that has been credibly accused is still allowed to be a priest? Well, they're monitoring the situation. So probably that, so probably then, like, no, actions will need to be taken. Okay. The priest will probably have to be, like... But it all has to be out in the open. Okay, well that's so good, literally it has to be published. They can't sweep stuff under the rug that's like right. they've been doing this whole time. That's right. They can't just shuffle them off to a yeah. different diocese or somewhere just to a, else. To a different priest. Uh, Wait, could they parish t- or whatever? Send them to a different state since this is state run. This uh, their name must be published okay. on their website. Like this has to be. Like there is bright light shining on them. Uh-huh. Two bishops uh-huh. who who were sort of instrumental in in the shuffling around and uh-huh. in the cover up they're they they're both retired this seems so stupid to me uh-huh but they are both banned for life uh-huh from holding any financial role in a new york based charity hmm well that seems like a weird it feels cor- woefully inadequate yeah. to me matter of fact all of this feels like so below bare minimum yeah it, feels- it really seems disappointing if i wonder i would love to hear like what the victims think if they feel like oh this is any form of justice well, they still get to sue oh the victims okay. still get to sue for monetary compensatory oh okay uh damages but this is just what the state this is, is just the state saying um you guys were criminally negligent on yeah. this and we're going to monitor you and Right now, it's looking like I it does. We don't actually know how long this will last, mm-hmm. but this will be in place for at least five years, and everything they do will be under a microscope. Yeah, I just feel like that should just be the case for any institution, <laughs> right? Like that. Yeah, it does feel that way. Considering the scope of the problem, it feels like 
They should all have it to It should ha- be like if you want to not pay taxes, then you have to be monitored. And of course this isn't you know? even well, and if you and if you deal in a trusted in a position of trust with Especially children, with minors totally. Oh, uh, like there should be so many hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. So many and there should be there should be external oversight. Right, because, because we already know it doesn't work internally. And it's not just Catholicism, it's all of them. Yeah. It's literally all of them. I chose I didn't choose it as one of my stories, but uh-huh. like there was a big thing recently in Pennsylvania with uh Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. It's in the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. It's in all of the ch- the Buddhists. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you give people unlimited power and they're going to abuse it. Uh, so, yeah, if they're you give gonna- them power and you tell and they tell their their flock to trust them mm-hmm. because God said to. Yeah. They are in a very specific situation and it's super dangerous. And yes, oversight should be the lowest bar. Absolutely. But at least one diocese in this country is going to be well, having to deal with that. That seems pretty positive to me. Yeah. Okay, I'm on to my last story. Sure. Uh, this is kind of a fun one. So, I mean, it... it this brings up odd feelings in me because it's a church that's being discriminated against. Uh oh. And I feel bad for them. You really do? Yeah. You're not a even being bit. facetious? I, I do. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I mean, no, I do because I don't think it's a real church. Oh, okay. I mean, it is a real church. So this is the jo- the Jaw Healing Comedic Temple. Um, in Southern California. Well, I'm on board already. <laughs> so they are the Cannabis Church of Southern California. Ah, uh, okay. And they were shut down um, because they there were accusations that they were functioning as a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems really funny to me. <laughs> what? This weed church is giving out marijuana. What's happening? <laughs> So here's the thing that's like the most funny to me is they clearly went jumped through all these hoops to become a legitimate church. Uh-huh. Like they have as, as legitimate as churches get. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's like to be a church, you have to have and I don't know what all the things are that you have to have. But like, here's some of the things that they did have. Okay. They had a central place of worship, ordained ministers, regular Sunday services, a distinct form of religious practice, literature, beliefs, books of scripture. Like that's a what, skunky smell. A sk- totally. They were kind of going above and beyond. It sounds like to me. Yeah. But uh, because they, you know, people on the outside knew that what they were really all about was the weed. Um, the the law enforcement thought they check them out. And when they did, well, yeah. when they did check them out, and they went in, they found that there was a sales room inside the church where they were selling jars with cannabis and cannabis infused drinks and edibles. I mean, this sounds like a nice, fun church to go to. <laughs> Although it, it, so it's funny to me that they got in trouble for selling it. You don't even like weed. I know, I don't. It's true. I, but for those who do. Here's what's ironic about this. I support other people being able to have it. The bullshit of this is that it's legal in California. That's what I don't... But they just control how it's sold. So they got in trouble for selling it. They got in trouble for selling it, but they also were not allowed to provide it... Like, they weren't 
supposed to give it out to their members either. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so okay. even if they weren't selling it, they were they were not supposed to provide it as a sacrament or to to their members. Bring the your sacrament. own weed. It was a bring. It was a BYO W. w. Uh, to church to church and so um now their members are don't have anywhere to practice and they're <laughs> displaced and yeah. actually their 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 leader i don't know what it what they were called what they called them their pope their pope had to serve jail time for it oh shit yeah they well like, in fairness that was a ding dong move on their part. It was. They can read the law. They can hire a lawyer. Yeah. And they knew that they were on the 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 ice that they were skating on was yeah. thin. Yeah. Take precautions, idiots. Yeah. Anyway. And honestly, honestly, like I'm fine. I do smoke your weed. Everybody get your weed on. I'm yeah. perfectly happy. But it's another religion and that's just dumb. Yeah, and it really it seems like it was they made it a religion just to probably think it was funny i don't know no, maybe they were no, really serious I, I'll about bet it they were serious about it but like no oh 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 i do don't, have to don't tell don't turn your something that's fun and recreational into in, a religion into into well, beliefs and here's the funny thing and I, whenever i see something like this i think oh they're just trying to like use the bible in in funny ways like uh -huh. to to like get back at the man uh -huh. but they did claim that um it was a christian religion because in exodus 30 22 there was some thing that said that they believed in the fragrant cane ingredient of the holy anointing oil as being cannabis so like in some like in the Bible passage, yeah, in Exodus thirty twenty two, it referred to this, and they were like, they, they are referring to cannabis, and so that prove it isn't. We're basing our whole religion around this. Anyway, I thought I thought that was kind of funny. I I, I love the idea of like, ah, uh, there's a mystery ingredient. Uh huh. We know what it is. <laughs> it's. I mean, you're as right as anybody else in it, pretending it, that you know what it is. Here's the thing. When I was super duper high, uh -huh. Jesus told me that the <laughs> ingredient was weed. So there you go. Well, you know, we you talked about how many ding dongs in the U.S. here uh, believe that it's okay for, that that this should be a Christian nation. Yeah. Uh, our neighbors to the north yeah. just had a census, and they just released their census data. <gasps> I'm excited to hear it. And. Uh, Nuns, uh -huh. N O N E S. This is our the oh, category okay. of people who don't uh, have a subscribe to or yeah, they don't affiliate okay. with mm -hmm. any specific religion. Do you want to guess? Uh, like so I'll say this: in two thousand and one, mm -hmm. the nuns were sixteen and a half percent. Okay, I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay, twenty eight percent. Thirty four. Wow, that's a that's a chunk. That is not a small number. That's a nice chunk. Uh. So yeah, that's uh that's that's a nice little jump. Yeah, big jump. Uh so here's the thing. Uh they're usually with a jump up in nuns, mm -hmm. they're taking it away from some category, and yeah. that's that is a jump down in Christianity. Yeah. And that is a nice thing to hear. Um in two thousand and uh one. Mm-hmm. The country of Canada, it was, uh, let's see, Christians made up 77.1%. Whoa, that's a huge amount. And it is down to 53 and a half. Canada! 
So uh, big yeah. high five to our friends up north. Yeah. You guys are doing it right. There's been a growth, a small growth uh-huh. in. Uh, well, it it doesn't sound small if you say that the percentage of Muslims has doubled. Okay. That. That's Which, a, that's a I mean that but it probably big. was pretty small. They, well they went from 2% to like 5% yeah. or something like that. Um that's still big. Uh immigration has been big uh-huh. in terms of changing the religious demographics of Canada. But but uh, Hindus w- also jumped up a little bit. But that's not taking all those Christians <laughs> to nuns. That's that's No, that that's, I mean I wonder what it is. What Canadians tell us what do you think it is? Well one of the things is they're that, just smartening up well, I mean, this is the, this is following a, a similar trend line here in the, in the United States, actually. But ours is ours that significant? It's getting there. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, that feels very significant. It is significant. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're we are as a country, as a, as a as a region now, we're wising up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Our generation is is interesting because I think our we Gen Xers are raising kids Mm -hmm. to not be as religious. And that shows up in the numbers uh, in Canada. Children under 10. So obviously this is all of the people who were born in the 10 years previous to like to the census. Right. Has, has gone up. um, And many of them are non-religious. They, so parents, the parents are not indoctrinating uh, indoctrinating their children children as much. Yeah. That's, that's, Hoorah! It will only help the future. We'll if, see if we have a future. If we'll we survive see. as a. I as mean, a world. look, humans are mostly ding dongs. Period. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what we subscribe to, <laughs> hopefully we can be a little bit more evidence based as we as we move forward uh, in our in our beliefs. But we'll always be ding dongs. Oh, it's the truth. I'm a ding dong. There's a bunch of ding dongs. You out are there. a ding dong. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, if you would like to write in uh, about Canadian ding-dongs or (laughs) ding-dongs near you, please feel free. Uh, The the, uh, email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or you can call us, leave a voicemail. We love to hear your voice. That number is 424-666-8442. More show coming up. All right. Well, Kate. Yeah. Uh, you and I are going to be at the end of this year dragged to a certain <laughs> beloved amusement park. Oh yeah, we are in California. <laughs> um, Jenna Ellis. This is the former Trump campaign lawyer, Jenna Ellis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is is a a, a Disney file apparently, but doesn't love all of Disney. So she has. So she's not real. She's not. Re- you can't be. I think you have to love it all, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How I'm going to let her explain. Okay. But she's got a warning for us when we go. Okay. So I have a friend who um, she and I are Disney friends, and I know that's a whole host of controversy as well, but go with me on this one. So um, she loves Haunted Mansion as the ride, as, and that is uh, her one of, I think, her favorite ride in Disneyland and Disney World. And so not long ago, um, I went out to California, and I was um, visiting her, and she wanted to go on Haunted Mansion. 
because um, this was you know, one of my first times um, hanging out with her, I decided to just say, okay, well, you know, she wants to go on it and she's going on other rides that I want to go on. So I will. And the entire time that I was on that ride, I thought to myself, what am I doing? I am being completely contrary to my Christian faith. And I am actually um, going against what God has said for me too. And I was very convicted. And I ended up telling her uh, afterwards, I can't ever go on this ride again. And it reminded me that as Christians, we are called to be separate from the things of the world. We are called to take a stand. And I failed in that instance to take a stand and to explain beforehand why I don't choose to participate in that activity. And that wasn't on Halloween. That had nothing to do with Halloween, but it had everything to do with what the purpose of that activity was. And so for me, as a Christian and as someone who everything that I do, and I fail all the time, but my goal and the entire orientation of my life should be to be separate from the things of the world that are not glorifying to Christ. And that particular day and that particular moment, I totally failed. I went on this ride that was a celebration of everything that is antithetical to the gospel of Christ. <laughs> Okay, I, I I've been to Disneyland, uh -huh. but I don't remember what is this ride. Is it just like people fucking and murdering? Yes, there's and like a, what there's, is on this ride? It's all gay sex and uh, and trans people. The whole yeah, way. it's just they just it is the, the absurdity of her position because it's just it's not even spooky. You know what I mean? Like for a haunted house type right. of thing. It's like it's 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 Disney-fied, so it's it's very gentle. Yeah, it's there. Even the little kids, they might get a little bit scared, but for the most part, it's the Disneyland-style ride. So, the, literally, you sit in the cart, uh huh, and you turn left, and there's some things over there, and uh -huh. then you turn right, and there's some stuff over there, and it's like ghosts she said like it the purpose of it goes against everything christian and i'm like isn't the purpose of it just to entertain you yeah there's nothing i what i defy her to tell me what specifically she thinks goes against because i know she believes that dead people can talk yeah right <laughs> i know she believes that there's she the, probably believes in spirits she believes in ghosts at least one mm -hmm. there's that holy one in the bible or yeah, whatever totally she so like what what is it is it that they're making light of it? Is it that some of them might be playing cards, I think, if my memory serves? I don't remember. Well, and here's the funny thing is she said everything she does, I don't remember how she phrased it, but like everything she does was to the purpose of glorifying God. Well, okay, are the other rides at Disneyland doing that? No. So how is she justifying that? Right. Because she's supposed to be outside of the world. I don't think she should be in Disneyland at all, honestly. Never go to Disneyland. I really don't think here's she what, should be. Here's what I, I think the, the important takeaway of this. We need to figure out how to convince all of the Christians that they aren't to not go to Disneyland. because, yeah. And we've got a couple months to do it. I thought they were already working on that. Like, weren't the Disney characters? characters like making all the kids gay or something yeah, weren't look, they afraid they keep, of that the, the the extremists keep calling for boycotts on disney because disney keeps doing gay characters and they keep yeah. and they keep not editing out stuff and they keep blah 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 and then and then there's this big uproar and a call for for a boycott and then everybody realizes that oh shit they this, like it this is my favorite babysitter 
is Disney well, Channel. And it's or Disney. not just that. It's their favorite identity. Yeah, they love Disney. So yeah, they're like, they're not going to oh, give it up. Well, when, di- when it's a choice between Disney or Jesus, obviously I'm choosing Disney. <laughs> Disney's at least real. No, they'll At si- least I can go to Disneyland and know that it's they're real. They're not going to choose Disney over Jesus. They're just not going to think about it. Right. Which is actually, <laughs> in fact, choosing Disney over Jesus. All right. Well, l- look, uh, Frank's not here, so I'm, we're not actually going to do uh, emails, and we're not going to do patrons. So, Sorry, I ha- guys. I feel like I'm ruining it for you by not being Frank. No, Frank's ruining it for everyone. Okay, you're right. It's here. Frank's fault. It's Frank's How fault. How dare he? He's rude. <clears throat> but I will say this. Uh, <laughs> if you appreciate what we do, you want to be a part of it, you can become one of our patrons. There are some benefits. Uh, you know, we... Kate- we recorded that... Kate and Dan Diary. Yeah, the Frank and Dan Diary and or Kate and Dan Diary and or Kate <laughs> and, and Frank, Frank Diary. Who and know? or whoever's here Diary. Uh, but there's extra content every week that's available to to our patrons at whatever level that's available. You'll have to read up on it. But go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab, and it'll take you to there. You can you can give us just a little bit of your cash. You, you choose how much you want to support us. A lot. I say a lot. You know, if you can afford it and you're not giving us a bunch of your money, <laughs> how rude! You're just being a jerk. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to all of our patrons. Uh, I assume our Lord and Savior is still Davis. Davis, thank Yay! you so much. More show coming up. Oh, Kate. Yes, Dan. It is. Election season here in these United States. We all know it because of the phone calls we're getting. I literally got a phone call while we were. Oh, really? (laughs) uh, That was some sort of poll. What's great is that my phone was like spam likely. Yeah. But it was or scam likely or whatever. But it's spam and scam. It was. Yeah. Spammy scam. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. It's midterms. And those tend to be low turnout, Mm -hmm. and they tend to reverse the course of things. Yeah, it's funny how fickle the public is. And, like, it takes nothing. They're like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to vote for this person. And then, like, you know, a year later, they're like, hey, I blame you for everything. Or, yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. Guys. Biden hasn't done enough. Well, he hasn't crowed about it. He's actually done a lot. lot. He's actually been kind of amazing in the first two years. Yeah. Um, of his thing, but he's not even on the ballot. No, he's not. Uh, the people that are on the ballot are the people who are actually going to be able or not able to craft the laws of this country. It's actually terrifying to like think of all the voter suppression that's going to be happening. Yeah, and, literally, oh. you know, if the Democrats manage to hang on to the Senate and the, the House, House, there will be a national law. Allowing uh, protecting abortion, pr- protecting abortion rights. I know that's a huge fucking deal. It's even if you don't want people to have abortions, or you think that you shouldn't have an abortion, protect. We need to protect people's medical you. rights. Yeah, and that's a huge deal. And if it goes the other way, it will go the other way. Yeah, I know it's really scary. That's an awful. Even thing. though the irony of and the hypocrisy of. It's the it's a state's right to choose. It's the, I mean that was kind of their big talking point, and then the second they get any power, they'll be like, no, nope. they're going to take it away. Yeah. Uh, I say this. I so 
you have to understand that what I'm about to say comes from the perspective of Kate and I, you, mm-hmm. you and I both are passionate yes. about uh, uh, about abortion rights. Absolutely. Uh, and about many other issues also. So it may come as a shock mm-hmm. to some of our listeners that we will both be voting for someone who is pro-life. Yeah, it comes as a shock to me, <laughs> to myself. Like, yeah. I would never have thought that. Like, it's such... Especially at this pivotal exactly, moment. Exactly. This point of time, in this point in time, it is hugely important to me. I mean, it's always been hugely important to me. I've said this before on your show, but I've I've had two abortions myself. So, yes. And I, like, really think that that benefited my life. Your family. My family. I think I would have been a worse mother had I had more children and I just wouldn't have been able to handle it. And so it's like personally extremely important to me. Yeah. You, you have daughters? I do. I have daughters who are of like of the age that this is like, you know, this could affect them even if they choose to have families and and choose and choose to get pregnant. This could affect them if this, something goes wrong with their if they pregnancy. they have ectopic pregnancies. Exactly. Any, any number of things. Yeah. So so that is the backdrop for us. I know. So the fact that you and I are going, going to both vote for Evan McMullen. Yes. Uh, As our senator. In, in, our, in our Senate race here. Yeah. That's saying something. I think so. Uh, and the reason that we're doing it is because the person that he's running against is fucking Mike Lee. He's... He... The incumbent. I mean, you guys all know you don't have to live in Utah to to have hatred for Mike Lee. Oh, no. All of you should hate Mike Lee. Yeah. Every single one of you, even if he like if he was kind to your family. I don't care. Hate Mike Lee. Yeah. The correct choice (laughs) is to hate Mike Lee. Absolutely. Such a ding. Such a an asshole. He's horrible. And I know like he had some central uh playings in the January 6th stuff like i yeah. think you know there were direct emails between him he was and, d- yeah yeah he was deeply involved he was he was he was wanting to like find he, that fake slate of le- of uh what is that of uh, of of electors electors yeah. yeah he was literally just sucking trump's Dick. taint the whole <laughs> time yeah uh and so so the thing is uh, I think one of the things what, what what we wanted to talk about today, yeah, is the fact that it's harder to convince yourself to actually vote mm-hmm. when you are holding your nose to do it. Absolutely, and you know, I feel like people have this idealistic view of voting that it has to be their most perfect candidate and they have to represent well, everything they believe in yeah and, and especially lo- if you're a one if you've got an issue that you are passionate about yeah it like a lot of people especially young people but mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like i could never mm-hmm. ever vote for someone mm-hmm. who believes differently than i do about this issue and i feel like i might even have been one of the people like i can imagine myself saying that sure but here's the thing Politics is not a zero sum game. Mm-mm. Politics is you literally the reason Hillary the reason we had Trump instead In, of Hillary Clinton yeah. was that kind of thinking. It really was. And because we had the votes. Yeah, we've seen the damage that that will do. And you and like I think I said to you earlier, like we you can't be myopic about it. 
It, it This isn't like this thing where your face is pressed up so close to this issue. You have to zoom back a bit. Yeah. You have to think of a, the longer, bigger picture of things. There's no such thing as a single issue voter. You, yeah. if you, If you believe in one issue and that is the only issue that guides your vote, you're you're voting wrong. Well, you're voting badly. Yeah, and I mean it's pr- probably what caused so many people to vote for Trump in the first place. in the first place. So it's yeah. like, yeah, there's this weird irony of of all of it. Like, yeah. but we've but the problem is that your vote has to be pragmatic. It has to it has to be more than idealistic. It has to be pragmatic. Yeah, because it is not a perfect world, Mm-mm. and your ideology is good. You should have ideals. Absolutely. But you kind of have to that same thing where you have to think how they all fit into the puzzle of of things. Yeah. You know, it's not just the one piece that you're holding. It's this like big picture that of a world that you want to make. And so what we so the options that we have uh, and it was interesting what Utah did. Utah is an interesting case this time. You the the Democrats of Utah realized and they're correct in this, mm-hmm. that no Democrat is going to win a Senate race in the state of Utah. Nope. Not right now. We know we, yeah, we've been, we've, we're pretty and heavy we're, red. And we're way a ways off from a, yeah. a Democratic senator. Yeah. So the they didn't field a candidate. I really think that was smart. They put their eggs into Evan McMullen's basket. Yeah, realizing he, that he is the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and is he is he running as a Republican? No, he's running okay, as he's an running, independent. Right, because he couldn't have been on the ballot. Though. Yeah, he can't. Um, but he holds a lot of what I would consider Republican values, traditionally conservative values, but way more moderate. Anti-Trump. Yeah, like saw through the bullshit of the Trump, mm-hmm. the whole Trump thing, uh, and and. Sort of, you know, it's funny because he knows what side his bread is buttered on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't say, I'm, and, you know, I'm anti abortion and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he very clearly is. Yeah. He said, he has said he's pro life. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's also said that he, you know, he thinks there needs to be a much more nuanced conversation about it and that the laws need to be, need, need to have, like he wants it to be illegal, but he wants big exceptions. Yeah, not um, as black and white. And... But at very, but you know what? As as bad as he, like I, he is not the candidate I want. No, I neither. He is not who I want to be my senator. But given the choice, mm-hmm. and he's actually like been pretty neck and neck in the polls. Like there's a there is a chance he could actually win this. I thing. am so excited to see. I mean we don't only have to wait a few more days. I am so excited to see what the outcome if we will all be celebrating in Utah if Mike Lee is, is not reelected. Yeah. The yeah the point is vote voting Mike Lee out with a candidate that seems at very least for all I can see for all the research that I've done at very least a decent human. Yeah I mean and he's proven like it's funny because some of the things that he's said in the past are, are coming back a little bit to bite him out of context. But like he, he's he's said things that, you know, could have been unpopular to a lot of Republicans because so many Republicans were just on the Trump train. Right. You know? Yeah. He, he, he does not appeal to the, the QAnon Trumpers. The MAGA crowd will be voting for Lee. And for honestly, sure. I think that takes, in the, at this point in time, takes some courage. It Oddly. Sadly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I Here's, 
But I think I think the big point here isn't our little race in our dumb little state. Yeah. The big point here is that it can be hard to convince yourself to vote when things don't seem ideal. Yeah, you just think, well, fine, I won't do it at all. I'll just it's better that I not vote at all and keep my my more my integrity in, yeah. in, intact or whatever. This is this is not an acceptable time for that. <laughs> no, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you who are here in the United States, you got to get out and vote. Like even if you hate the candidate uh, that that you know you need to vote for, and you hate the system, and you hate every, even if you hate all of it, the there you're not allowed to have malaise. Uh huh. You're not allowed to be bored by politics right now. You're not allowed to. Well, you, cut it out. You're allowed to have all those things. Just don't let it prevent you from going to yeah, vote. Still go vote. <laughs> you still have to go vote. Yeah. It's just. Too important it at this is. juncture in our in in our history. Well, and it's too important anywhere. I don't care if you're in the United States or not. This is happening everywhere. Yeah, it feels like this. The, Italy the just, radical Italy just just elected yeah. a, a a little mini Mussolini. Yeah, uh, it it is not okay. Brazil is having their election currently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it, it's, it's important. It is important, and uh, and you know f- when. Our little corner of the world, mm-hmm. meaning uh, skeptics, mm-hmm. non-believers, we're supposed to be better at thinking. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I, what I'm what I'm getting at is, yeah. if you think of yourself as a good thinker, employ that. Follow the thought all the way through, because sometimes we get stuck on the oh, pu, gross. I couldn't possibly right, and our emotions takeover so you you got to get past that yeah and into your reasonable thinking yeah your uh your, your and, foresight and your if it's a lesser of two evils then choose the, the lesser. lesser of two evils yeah because we don't want the bigger evil right please not Otherwise, the bigger evil <laughs> if you don't vote for the lesser the greater will win yeah and then you've got the worst person. And we've seen what happens. And oh my God, there's a lot of problems that are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, we, we're voting for the, uh, for yeah. the pro, for a pro, for the less bad pro-life, pro-life candidate. Yeah. I'll be filling my ballot out to mail in this weekend. Yep. Uh, me too. Yeah. So uh, get out there and vote everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, what do I do here? Oh, if you want to write into us, if you have anything that you'd like to contribute to the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address, or you can leave a voicemail. The number there is 424-666-8442. That's 666-TGIA for Thank God I'm Atheist, oh, in case cute. you don't know. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click the like button. Thanks. Oh, wait. There's something else. I don't know. Anyway, thanks <laughs> to, to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you friends for tuning in. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Farewell. Oh, and thanks to Kate for oh. being our, our guest. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.